Welcome to Nutrition Navigators Podcast, bringing nutrition and wellness to you. We're excited to be bringing you a new series on the podcast called Five Minute Fridays. We are going to be unpacking different questions that you submit throughout the semester that require some research. So our Nutrition Navigator volunteers will be joining us to discuss different topics related to nutrition and wellness. Thanks so much for being here. Now on to the show. Hey everyone, happy Friday. My name is Ariel. And I'm Leah. And we're your hosts today for the weekly Nutrition Dose podcast, Five Minute Fridays. On Fridays, we would answer one question y'all are curious about relating to nutrition and lifestyle in a quick and accessible way. Hey everyone, today we are going to be talking about protein in the diet and why you might want to consider how much protein you want to eat. Go ahead and tell us about it, Leah. Alright, well first off, let's talk about what protein is. Proteins are macronutrients that are made up of long chains of amino acids when broken down and help fuel our body to function on a daily basis. But where does protein come from? Proteins come from animal-based foods such as meats, eggs, dairy, and fish. It can also come from plant-based foods such as nuts, legumes, beans, soy, seeds, chickpeas, and more. So now that we know what proteins are, what is having protein in our diet? What's considered a high-protein diet? High-protein diet is when 20% or more of our calories eaten in a day comes from the protein in our food. On the contrary, a low-protein diet is when only 4 to 8% or less of our calories eaten in a day comes from the protein in our food. It's important to keep protein in the diet because we need essential amino acids to nourish our body. The essential amino acids can't be made by our body, so we need to have them in our diet by consuming protein to function as normal. On another note, There are different conditions that affect protein metabolism in our bodies, which is why some people consume less protein than normal. Many of these conditions are located in the kidneys or liver because they play an important role in protein metabolism. A couple of these conditions that would require a low-protein diet are phenylketonuria and homocysteinuria because they hinder the breakdown of certain amino acids. Consuming a small amount of protein can take stress off the kidneys and the liver. Excess protein is typically broken down into the liver and the liver into a waste product called urea, which is excreted by the kidneys. If too much protein is consumed, though, there will be a buildup of urea in the bloodstream causing fatigue, loss of appetite, weight loss, and changes in mental status. So why do people want to consume a high-protein diet? A high-protein diet can boost your metabolism and increase muscle mass and strength. What's interesting is that high-protein meals and foods are thought to help us feel full for longer than any high-carbohydrate or high-fat meals would. That's why people who go to the gym wanting to gain muscle are so adamant about getting their protein in for the day. The amino acids and protein are very important for muscle recovery because they help repair and maintain muscle tissue in the body. So now this leads us to the next question. If we're trying to build muscle through a high protein diet, does that mean we just eat a whole bunch of protein in one setting? That's a good question. 
While researching about the high-protein diet, there was a research article that talked about how it's important to consume a protein diet that is evenly distributed throughout the day. Although muscle building is all about consuming as much protein our body can handle, it doesn't mean that we can just eat a whole bunch of protein in one setting. Our body is built in a way where it has limited storage for protein that is broken down into amino acids. Whenever the storage is filled up, the amino acids just float around and get stored as fat instead of being used for muscle building. So in order to maximize the amount of protein that is being used by our body for building muscles, it's important we aim for an evenly distributed high protein diet in our daily routine. So what are some ways to incorporate a high protein diet into our meals? Well, there are many options for getting protein into your diet other than just protein powder and nuts. We can consume beef, chicken, salmon, eggs, lentils. It's always better to get your protein straight from natural sources, like the food that we eat, instead of getting it through supplements. So then, what are some examples of a high-protein diet? Ooh, you're making me very hungry. Well, some examples I could think of are um, a combo of ginger roasted salmon and broccoli, chicken parmesan with zucchini, lentil soup or chili, crispy fish taco bowls, minestrones, and even more. On the contrary, what are some examples of a low-protein diet? Well, some examples of low-protein diet include veggie burgers, grilled portobello quesadillas, spaghetti squash pasta, and cauliflower crust pizza. It's difficult to cut protein out of the diet entirely, so you can also just try having more fruits and vegetables with small sides of protein. So, do you think consuming a high-protein diet is always completely good? Not always, surprisingly. Studies have shown that long-term consumption of a high-protein diet causes metabolic and clinical problems, such as loss of bone mass and renal dysfunction. However, although it is well accepted that a high-protein diet may be detrimental to individuals with existing kidney dysfunction, there is little evidence that a high-protein intake is dangerous for healthy individuals. So it's up to you whether or not you would like to consume a high-protein diet, but these are the facts. Well, you're right. That's all for this 5-Minute Friday. Thank you all for listening, and if you're interested in learning more about nutrition and lifestyle, ask us and we'll do the research for you. See you all next time! And that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. We're pleased to bring you 5-Minute Fridays brought to you by the Nutrition Navigators volunteers. We hope that this sparks curiosity and lets you engage in a bite-sized format on Fridays. So as mentioned in the show, please send us your questions so that we can answer them on the show. This series is meant for educational purposes only. It's for a general audience, and it is in no way a substitute for individual medical, nutritional, or mental health advice. Thank you so much for listening again, and please share with your friends and connect with us on all our campus health social channels. Please email us or DM us if you're submitting questions or comments. We're excited to bring this new series to you, and we are sponsored by Campus Health and our program in health promotion and preventive service, preventive services. And until next time, be well, Wildcats.